0: Father's Day to all the listeners out there to whom it applies, Well it applies to anybody, really. Happy this Father's away. Day to all from the Wildcat. Let's get right into, it. well, first of all, you know, in case you are new to the podcast, I'm KG, that growls from the Wildcat. You're listening to another KD and Wildcat, Fifth World Wildcat podcast. Thank you very much for listening. As always, Wildcat, what is on your brain, sir?
1: What is on my brain? Several things this week. Uh, one, uh, the uh, College World Series got started yesterday. And uh, as the brackets come up, uh, North Carolina made it in. And let's see, what do we got here? Come on, expand that here. Everything moves slow. But I do know uh, Louisville got shut out yesterday 2-0. So it looks like they're uh, on the backside of the round robin starting off for the weekend. Today, uh, today's situation is starting to 3 o'clock. So... Uh, We won't have those stats in until later on, but the one thing I watched this weekend, I had to, because I was able to, uh, was the U.S. Open. Thursday and Friday went okay, and and yesterday the bottom and all fell out of young Eldrick Woods. That's who he is right now. (laughs) I'm sorry to say, folks, but he's Eldrick Woods right now. He's... I don't, the name doesn't, The other name doesn't apply to him right now He, He's suffering Wildcat, he's hurt, right?
0: And he's playing hurt That's what they say That's what he says, whatever That's what they say That's, But say, uh, that, say that way he's struggling Maybe he's already sneaking around on uh, Lindsey Vaughn. I hope done. not <laughs> I hope not I truly hope not But more pressing matters That and more
1: pressing matters Two games were played this week In the NBA Finals It was a split Now a series back tied 2-2 What's your equation on, on what happened this weekend? This my prediction is looking real good now, sir. I said the Heat in six.
0: So my prediction is looking real good. I still see the old man go to find a way. Yeah, you said Spurs in seven. Uh, after game three when the Spurs made 16 three-pointers and Danny Green and Gary Neal shot outside their minds and had out-of-body experiences. I still would not I, I uh, wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, all that...
1: Grateful for what they did because but, all that does this early in the series
0: is just Friday the other team up. But, you know, true. And, and it was the third largest margin of victory in the in the finals history, in Bay Finals history. I
1: found that interesting. But then they bounced bounce playing.
0: back and dominated in game 4-1 by 16 points, I believe. to tie the series up. LeBron uh, bounced back, scoring 30-plus. Dwayne Wade scored 30-plus. And a tall fellow named Bosch actually played like a big man. Four chains and it. damage like around he's the Dallas paint. From the Dallas area, do you look like that? You know, like he's from the Dallas neighborhood rather than, a summer, rather than one of those 40 ho- 20 areas, and all they do is shoot permanent shots for big people where he found it played well. If Miami's big three plays well, then they should win the series, especially with Tony Parker's hamstring. If he said it It may tear, and Tony Parker says if it tears, oh well. You got Parker's health injury. Mama denobly playing like garbage, playing like old man, playing like an old, old man who's on his last legs, who's played 18 years of basketball pretty much nonstop, and uh, the wear and tear seems to be catching up with him. And not only physically, he says he's okay, but mentally, he seems to step slower. He's having problems making passes out of double teams, having problems. He's doing basic things that he used to excel at when he was really on, on top of his game. But even the big fundamentals. You got to bring it more. You got to do a better job handling the Heat's double teams and things like that. But Captain Coach Greg Popovich apparently was his usual flippant self in Saturday's NBA. Is one word answers to Darz Burke post uh, media uh, teleconference press conference. One of the questions by our colleagues, uh, Coach Popovich was not fond of, and and. Uh, his response was, your question demands my triteness.
1: <laughs> now, do you know what that did? That, the first one, with that did was that, that went into everybody's
0: educational background at that point. As soon as he said that, I was like, oh, I'm not trying to be trite, but your question demands my triteness. Damn, that's harsh, man. Everybody went to the dictionary real quick. That is really because hard. That's hard I can imagine very few
1: reporters in that role. At that point, actually thought, what, what, what did he? What did he just say? What is Christ? What you know, right.
0: I mean, that's just pop being pop. But, um he, he wasn't happy. I think no, he's not happy. And it's ironic uh, since our last podcast, we've had three games played. Game two was last Sunday, and then Tuesday, three, and Thursday was game four. In the last podcast, it was after Game One the Spurs only committed four turnovers, and you asked me how could a team only commit That's four turnovers? and I still ain't And I doggone, no, they have committed way more than four turnovers in the last three games. Yeah, they look bad. Hey, look, bad. They, they they
1: look bad, and I and I will attribute some of their mistakes to Tony Parker not being completely healthy, yeah. and them and uh, Pop having to make a chemistry change. At different times in the game, that he that he didn't would normally make, and way he would just let Tony just work out or work through it. The other night, he was forced to make changes and put some guys in some situations that they weren't comfortable with. But like you it was all a learning experience for everybody involved because now that tonight we'll see what changes now were made in practice, mentally, not physically, but mentally. Who will be ready to step out in the fourth quarter? and finish the game rather than who
0: will be stepping out on the floor to start the game. And that's going to be a key because game four going into the fourth quarter is like a five-point lead for the Heat right in this blue game. And,
1: right and it was pretty much you know, back and forth, and they were would, would, uh, winning the halftime at still tied,
0: am I right? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think it was tied, and the Heat took a little slight lead in the third, and then right. just blew the game open in, yeah. in the fourth. So That fourth quarter is, is about to become crucial, and then tonight I'm looking for that to be the difference maker. And the winner of Game 5, I'm not getting into the exact numbers and percentages, but the winner of tonight's Game 5 will probably win the series. Definitely if the if Heat they wins Game 5, they're going back to Miami for Game 6 and Game 7. That really will increase their chances. If this old man will find a way to win Game 5, then the series will probably go seven games. But if Tony Parker is not healthy, then you got guys like Gary Neal playing point guard. Corey Joseph playing point guard. can't handle the pressure. More lean on Milo DiNobili. To dribble the ball, run the offense, and he's struggling mightily right now. And I'm pretty sure that uh, Bob doesn't want to have to rely on Tracy McGrady running the offense if, if need be, if things get that desperate. So, but, but you know, he he'll, he'll give it a try. Tracy, you know, Trace being Tracy, he will give it a shot if it proves. If Bob has to do it, he'll you know he, he will have no qualms about doing it. I think, It'll just would. be for how long, right? And, and that's I think that'll be the key for everybody tonight
1: uh, with San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Is how long he'll be able to go with certain players during a stretch,
0: during situation times, stretches. So we we'll have to monitor Tony Parker's minutes and see how well he can do. So um, we'll see how it goes. But let's talk about the coaching carousel in the NBA. Let's talk about the Clippers. So and the Celtics. it'll be what,
1: 15, uh, uh, 12, a uh, uh, minimum of 12 new coaches? Minimum is 12 right now, yeah.
0: And it could be as many as 15? Uh, you want to count? the uh, Doc Rivers situation. Right. So, which may not... May
1: or may not happen because not of what's all yet. involved. And I still find that hard to believe. all you know, just One player for two, even though it's a younger player, you still don't know the three guys involved, they've all been injured. There's been an injury situation
0: the last, what, two years? And had to play the complete season. Dwight Howard. Yeah, we can just get into some, to the details. Well, listen, Doc Rivers what? is... is under contract with the Celtics, seven million per for the next three years. He believes time to move on. He does not want the team the Celtics to be blown up. He wants them to try one more year. He rather reload Celtics reload than than uh, rebuild. So he threw it out there. It may be time for a change, and the Clippers as a possible destination after the Clippers got rid of del Negro. Scenario is coming around how this all takes place, and basically. It's not a trade involving Doc Rivers, but it would come out being a trade involving Kevin Garnett waving his no-trade clause to go to the Clippers, and then in return the Clippers would send DeAndre Jordan. Such as just one the Clippers to send them DeAndre Jordan guard Eric Bledsoe and some draft picks, and the Clippers are balking at trading Eric Bledsoe on the deal. As of Saturday evening, those discussions have seemed to seem to cool a great deal. So we'll see how it all plays out. Earlier in the week, a few days ago, Chris Broussard of ESPN was saying that Dwight Howard and Chris Paul were tweeting and back and forth and discussing things about being teammates, which is opened up the eyes of the Rocket fans because they were hoping for the possibility of the two of them becoming Rockets. And that, that, <laughs> excuse me, but I'm still staying with my mentality of the
1: Dwight Howard situation because folks, that was that I've been in some some. Like on the bus and restaurants and everybody lunches and everybody wants to bring up the two of them coming here. And I'm like, that's not going to happen. And folks say, oh, it can, it can happen. No, that's not going to happen. Not because of the money not, of not being available, but because one of those guys will take responsibility. The other guy won't. What his name names, Walker, And that's Dwight Howard. Okay. I just don't like his mentality toward the game. And on this level, when you're collecting a check, you can probably show, put your hand out there, take responsibility, do the job. If you're not going to do the job, don't take the check.
0: All signs point. And I agree with you. I think, as he said, Dwight Howard is immature. I think he's mentally weak to be a leader of a franchise. But all signs right now point to Chris Paul staying a clipper. And the Lakers want to re-sign Dwight Howard, but if Dwight Howard demands, puts his foot down and says that he wants to go elsewhere, then the Lakers have to decide if they want to do a sign of trade or just let Dwight go and start freeing up that cap room because the Lakers are so far above the cap. It's, it's just astronomical. they got to decide, decide what to do with Kobe Bryant. Kobe said if he wants to play a couple more years and try to win two more rings. Uh, I wonder why he said two more rings, because could it be that he wants to finish his career with seven rings, which would be one more than Michael Jordan? Hmm. I wonder why I thought he said that. But anyway, good luck, Kobe, because the way the Lakers are co- constructed right now, <laughs> you a know, chance of winning two more rings. are don't as good as me and Wildcats. So uh, this is stepping out there and collecting the chicken. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's not going to happen, folks. Mr. Leslie Alexander told the Chronicles Jonathan Fagan that uh, and I like the quote here as a Rockets fan fans be happy about an owner willing to do this say an owner saying this quote I have enough money but I don't have enough championships if you're not in it to win championships you shouldn't be in it end quote that's from Mr. Leslie Alexander Leslie went on to say and I linked to Jonathan's article on Twitter and my which is, the Twitter handle is T-H-E-H-R-Review, and also the, the Ron, Round Barbecue Bar Review Facebook fan page. Be sure to like it, tell your friends about it. Back to the quote in the article. Don did, did a great job getting quotes from Les. Les says, I would be thrilled to pay a tax if we have a championship caliber team. Obviously, you have to get the players to pay the taxes. You have to get great players. Otherwise, you're just spinning your wheels. When you get the great players, you don't want to lose them. You have to pay whatever it takes to keep them. That's when it becomes really fun to be an owner and be, to be a fan of the Rockets. The Rockets have a plan in mind. Part of that plan was to get either, either Dwight Howard or Chris Paul, possibly both. To get both, you have to trade o- Omer Oshik and Jeremy Lin. I'm not sure if Lakers or Clippers would want to do, do that, but that's one of the things that are involved. Rockets have to wave. All the other contractors, Francisco Garcia, Aaron Brooks, Carlos Delfino, Trade, Thomas Robinson, Free Up, all this, to maximize, maximize their cap space in order to go after Dwight Howard and Chris Paul. We'll see if it happens. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they'll get one. I'd be lucky to get one of the mega free agents and then this build by getting some quality vet, free agents who are veterans. Since i going through youth and starting to build a veteran team to go after the title.
1: Okay, okay now, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken,
0: this was one of the.
1: Uh, second or third, youngest team in the league. My youngest team in the league. Okay, the youngest team in the league. Now you're talking about blowing that up and, uh, when you've got a cohesion and all uh, to hit it toward in the right direction. And what most people don't understand is it's always, it, it sounds good to bring all these folks in. But because of the CBA, you understand it better not do because that, that's, your, that's your gig. How many folks besides Jeremy... And Osick would have to be
0: moved to make two contracts work. Oh, everybody, friend, friend, everybody, but James Harden and uh, Chandler Parsons, basically, basically, a, that, and, and folks. That's a lot of people. That's a lot
1: of new guys that you got to try and put into a chemistry and make it work over one season. I mean, you know, they, because when that, when you, you and I both know, the league is like this. It may be a player's league, but it's all about business. It's all about money. When you bring those many folks in, those two guys in, the expectations of winning a ring that season goes to the top of the ladder. And Anything that falls off somewhere along the way, it is expected, whether the guys on the bench understand it or not, to pick up the mantle and run with it. Am I wrong? No, no, not at all. So when you start, to, when folks start talking about bringing all these stars in, you better figure out how to, make, the coaches got to figure out how to make that all work and got to make it all work that season. A new, a new coaching staff would be, be in the, the following season. And now you got a whole other chemistry you got to make work because mm-hmm. a new philosophy about offense and defense, player personnel, and everything. It's all about chemistry. And we all watched Miami take a full year before they could go in the ring. Right. So now, yeah, this is their third time in. Bosh already talking about leaving. He sold his house, or at least I know it's on the market. I do know that. And he got a new agent, didn't he? Um, I think so, but I know when you and I both know in this business, when you start putting a house on the market, you're not talking about staying. That's for sure.
0: But you know, Chandler Parsons is he's part of the core. I mean the core of the right now is Parsons, James Harden, and Patrick Beverly. Not Jeremy Lynn. Right. That's the core. Beverly, Parsons, and Harden. And then build around that core because to get Howard and Or Chris Paul, you don't have to trade Jeremy Lynn and Omer Asik. So that's what you're dealing with. Wildcat. Hello. It is Time to talk about some APR academic progress rates. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's, let's hold that for a few more moments. A few days ago, the American Athletic Conference or the American announced their sites for and, still, uh, and it still comes up big east. And when you sometimes oh yeah, when you, it's, it's still on the bees.org website, it's from it's July 1st, July 1st. So That's
1: right, My bad, yeah. I'm just, but it's still a
0: beast. They announced. Uh, the sites for their 2013 14 basketball championships. The women's championship will be in the Mo- Mohegan Sun Arena in, is it Uncasville? Uncasville, Connecticut? Yeah. And the men's will be held at the FedEx Forum in Memphis, Tennessee. Thoughts? Will you be making one or both of them or neither? You know what? They're not going to Tampa. And not going to Louisville. Well, you can't go to Louisville. I mean, well, if that's it's that one and done. Louisville's going to be an ACC. It, don't, it right? don't matter. To, it, it don't matter. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about places where I can, where I can just where I can get to. This
1: I'm looking at, you know, right now as far as travel schedule with no headaches, because even Louisville is a nice drive, and it's a nice fun place, but it's also close to Derby time when that happens. So, you know, you have to, that, it'll be something to do in the spring. But Memphis. Even though it's a fifteen hour drive time, it's a headache to travel. Either by bus or by plane. The travel rates don't drop off. And Memphis is just Memphis. And I'm tired of going to
0: just Memphis. Okay, and so you can go to Ohegisan Southern, Connecticut then, Wildcat.
1: Now went and checked it out. <laughs> that is a nightmare to get to, period. We've heard a lot of folks complain about traveling in the Northeast and, and the New England states. It's just hell on the by. Uh, no major airports close by. you got to get a puddle jumper to get over to, to a, uh, a little local or regional airport, and that's just not me anymore. I've done that two or several, several times, and that was not a fun trip because when you can hear the noise going outside the window, I see all splitting and running across the top of the wingtips. It's not safe. So there's two trips down. Right now, the only thing on my schedule is Tampa, Florida, Dallas, and uh, Las Vegas. And I'm trying to think, where else was another trip?
0: Oh, Nashville, Tennessee. Well, in Wildcat, you won't have to go far at all. Next year for, the, I'm for <laughs> the SWAC <laughs> men's and basketball championship because it's going to be in H-Town and for the then next then three then years. Also, so uh, the, uh, football, the
1: SWAC football championship will be a reliant three years. Right. So it'll be, that's almost like a, a no-brainer for a lot of you people that don't. You hang out at SWAC games. Now nice it's time to uh, actually put up and sh- uh,
0: or shut up because you won't be getting any freebies on these two events. And it's... And it's it's time to challenge The TSU and PV alums Heck, there's a lot of SWAC alums Who live in Houston, great Houston area Support your school Support them going to be here In Houston next three years Support your conference Support the SWAC, come check out Some good basketball And I think it's going to be a lot of fun um, Yeah, because Between TSU and Preview One or both bands will be playing every day yeah, definitely, and the tournament's going to be next year, March 11th through the 15th, at Toyota Center. So, not going to have anybody co- uh, crying about the neighborhood, crying about the arena, crying about the facilities, or whatever. Busted the train. You know, so, you can buy some tickets, see some good basketball, and support your alma mater. Got no them. excuse. No excuse. And we'll be talking about that a lot more as we get closer and closer to, the, the, uh, to March and the SWAC tournaments and comedy tournaments and all those outstanding events. The uh, American Conference Championship will be in Memphis for the men March 12th through the 15th. All the games will be on the ESPN network, so you can go to my men's news blog at HoustonRoundBarview.com and check it out and get the more information. The championship game will be on the 15th, will be televised on ESPN. On the women's side, uh, the dates are uh, March 7th through March 10th. Also, info at my women's news blog on Houston Round Bar of You. The semis will be on ESPN U, and the championship game will either be on the mothership ESPN or ESPN 2. It's going to come down to Connecticut and Louisville in the final, so I just stay at home and take my money and watch it on TV. True, mm-hmm. because I'm a Cougar, I love Cougars, but they're not going to get that. Get to the center game in <laughs> the American.
1: Not this first year. It'd be great if they did, but I don't see that happening at all. Not this first year. Not this first year, because Louisville are being in the mindset of trying to win one going out, and you kind of be in the mindset of I'm letting
0: you know I'm still t- I'm still in charge. Because it's it's very you know have to look at early predictions and things like that, but it's quite possible that. The American in the 2013, the upcoming season, 13 14 season, could have two of the top five teams in women's basketball in one conference. (laughs) I mean, really. From beginning to end. Louisville or Connecticut. From beginning to end. If no Connecticut will be the the favorite. And you're looking at the usual suspect, Tennessee's having a bounce back year. Notre Dame should be good again. But Louisville was in a championship game, and they're not, they should be healthy. They weren't healthy last year. They made that great run with, with seven players, basically. So they should be healthy, so it's quite possible that Louisville and Connecticut could just battle it out, could take a place of the Yukon Rotterdam matchups in the Big East for the last three, four years when the two of them would play four times, play twice regular season, once in a conference championship game and then once in the, in the uh, Final Four. So that, that's a, something I'm laying out as a possibility uh, for a 13-14 season. So it's not a bad way for the American to raise the flag for one year, look how like where we are and then Louisville leaves and go to the ACC and then you eventually have that shot to go out to Connecticut, take down Gino, and Todd do his thing, right? is that right, Wildcat? That's what's going to happen, right? You eventually <laughs> going to become. Me, don't make me laugh, you're, don't, don't, you're make gonna me gonna laugh. don't make me laugh. Man. Don't make me laugh. Assume the man's and, and become a national don't, power. Don't make me laugh. And make Cougar fans throughout the country and the world ecstatic about what's well, basketball. There's, ah. there's, it's,
1: and this is the other thing. This is going to be the kicker. It will be the, if. When Louisville makes that right over to the ACC. It would be the first time since Maryland that there would be a legitimate team out of that conference. We'll have a chance of winning the women's
0: championship. Are you are you just poo pooing Duke do- just like that? <laughs> hey, don't care. Right? <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> <laughs> the Heels yeah. have a championship. <laughs> on the mantle it's been, been a few years, but they you have one.
1: And like I said,
0: <laughs> okay. in,
1: in recent years,
0: well, it's been a while, and Duke. Duke, Duke, Duke can't Duke. beat Connecticut. Duke, I mean, UConn could have five, UConn could have four players, play the whole game, and still find a way to beat Duke. That's how sp- deep in Duke's head that UConn is. You know,
1: and it's interesting, because we talk about, this is the one thing, God bless our, our compadre that's not here, we talk, the three of us talk about this all every year in postseason play. The month of March, that's the first thing we, we just bring up. It's <laughs> when is Duke going to go out? Because they're not going to get How long that ball. are going to the sad part is, no pool has been put up yet because everybody's just, just hoping that that's not going to happen, that they're going to find a way to get there. But yeah. changes have been made, players have been brought in, and it's still the same. It's
0: just not going to happen. Since, since Maryland's Quincy Tolliver sank that three-pointer. Maryland beat Duke in the championship game when everybody thought Duke was going to cut down the nets. Duke has been the same since. They <laughs> haven't been the same since. Changed coaches still haven't been the same since. Mentally, they're just psyched out. Players come and go, like, like the Wildcat said. Coaches come and gone. They just mentally, they're not there anymore. But you see how much Wildcats, myself, like talking about what it's called the basketball, that's fine. We're going to segue to the APR, the Academic Progress Rate, which is good and bad. At least the intent is good, is to make the student athletes work much harder toward a, obtaining a degree. But also, it's start, that's starting to be
1: a add on, an amendment to a coach's contracts. Oh, yes. But because of what's, what's tra- starting to transpire now and starting to become prevalent across the country. Of uh, teams not being uh,
0: not qualified, especially with the UConn situation. Well, okay. right, because the, the men's team was banned from this past postseason because of their average score was to not meet the minimum requirement that the NCA meted out. Um, I have links to it on my blog articles. Uh, a link is also linked to the NCA database, so you can search, plug in your schools, different schools, different sports to see how they have done. Uh, for the 11 12 season, which is the most recent year that the NCAA has posted scores, I received some criticism from a friend slash colleague of ours. Uh, right. My question but the is score wasn't the scores for the 12 13 season had not been released yet. And once they are, then I will post those for our Houston area schools and for everybody else that it applies. But the key is. You reported what was
1: posted by the N A, which is the holder of
0: record. Am I correct? You are correct. That's it. Go on. I'm just going to read a few things. Uh, basically, I, I did two blogs, one blog post, one for the Houston area men's teams and Houston area women's teams with their scores for the 11-12 season. Kudos to the Rice women's basketball team. They have a perfect score of 1,000, second year in the row. At the Owls and under Greg Williams, have uh, posted perfect scores of 1,000. Uh, U of H had a down year, uh, but it was not. Well, I'm thinking the men, men's team had a lower score than they did the previous year. But basically, it is a way to judge progress as in the name the student athletes are making toward obtaining a degree. HBU had a score of 926. These are women's scores. Prairie View, 957. That's outstanding a.m. 965 Rice 1000 TSU 875, but apparently there 12. The score for the 12-13 season under now former head coach Sandy Cooper Dyke is a score of 960. So once that comes out, that is a tremendous improvement from previous coaching regimes, from what it were. So and the Cougars with a 926. So when the NCAA releases the new scores and also uh, on the men's side under Coach Mike Davis had a higher score than under uh, Coach Tony. So, But what is posted on the Houston Brown Barview blogs is what is released by the NCAA for the 2011-2012 season. When the new scores come out, then everything will be updated. But basically, in order to compete in the 2013-14 postseason, teams must achieve a 900 multi-year APR or a 9.30 average over the most recent two years. The same standard was applied this past season, but it's going to increase. The standard will increase to a multi-year 9.30, which predicts, and this is this is the thing people don't realize, the score only predicts to a graduation success rate of approximately 50%. So 50% that sound, is not a, a, no. an insurmountable thing to achieve, even though the student graduation rate for athletes is higher than overall general student body for almost every college in America. So that is the impetus for the APR. The NCA works with the HBCU because they have limited limited resources and funding to for the tutors and computers and all those things that, necessary to help. And, and in the near future, that assistance won't be there. Correct. They're,
1: they're about to start cracking down on them because teams are now starting to abuse that that help and that, uh, and that lack of uh, resources to the point that they are now making any progress toward getting toward those, to those numbers. So they're fixing to cut
0: them off. Which is sad, but, you know, some you folks just they take advantage of, of help and end up hurting themselves in the long run. But 18 teams will not have access to the 13-14 postseason compared to just 15 the previous year. In total, 36 teams with APRs below 900 are facing consequences next season. And I love 36 Wildcats. I want to say 30 of them were HBCUs, were SWAC schools, MEAC schools, etc. I say? So it's sad, disappointing. and So it shows that there is work that needs to be done. And it involves the tennis team. It may involve a volleyball team. It's not necessarily the football team or men's women's basketball, but it involves the sports at those HBCUs. So there is work to be done. Um it's, oh. it's just something that I think it's, it's, it is a tad bit hypocritical oh. no, in the grand scheme of things when you see so much money being spent on the coaches and the assistant coaches and, and the stadiums and the locker rooms, et cetera, et cetera. And, and yeah, you're still having problems getting students to graduate, so have problems going to class and getting the work done, putting the work done in to get a degree. But but that's where we are. Yeah, you got to get it done for because you know, point blank, if you want to keep your scholarship, it's a job. You have to put in the work to keep your scholarship. That's true. Period. What well, else on your brain, sir? What else? You okay. On your brain? Um, this past week, uh,
1: there was a change in the administration, in athletic administration at Rice. Eddie uh, uh, Rick Greenspan is leaving the school. Uh, Hours to pursue uh, private opportunities. Uh, either and it didn't say whether he would still be here in the area, whether he be moving on. But um, it was. It's, they said it was a parting of the ways, a different direction. I attribute to. Let's just. I'm gonna just say this, and that's over the years and all just being an observer. The front will never. Allow the backside of the school, which is the athletic department, become overbearing on the academic end, and board of trustees and the regents, and all will definitely make decisions toward that pursuit. And that, because we must remember, it hadn't been that long ago that uh, that was a uh, challenge of rice dropping out of division one athletics altogether. And in the process by hurricanes, one storm or whatever, uh, some folks stood, some alumni rose up and halted that that uh, that pursuant and kept they kept rice in athletics and in Division One because I'm gonna tell you it may be laughable the way things are done over there and where they've gone how much they've fallen off the map academic uh, athletic map but when you look at the big scheme of things a campus without athletics and we all watched previews those the uh, year they didn't have athletics and they were on their way trying to build rebuild. That was a drop off in, 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 in uh, students applying for school. And it's harder for the other programs and all to exist. And nobody in Division One exists on just Olympic sports alone. And we all know that it's been a while for Duke football program to carry the load when we both, you and I both understand that men's and women's basketball was a low barrier until you know the changes were made and they finally went to a uh, bowl game. But folks, this is right here at home. It'll be interesting what transpires this year. I know it uh, uh, was mentioned in the uh, in the paper, local papers about contracts and all that already been done. Uh, new tennis provisions about to be put put in place, and they still hadn't made a, a final decision on putting on uh, redoing the south end of the. Uh, stadium as that's what they want to do and how they want to do it and and when but we all know that there is money available but where that money will go to we have no idea because we all you and i both saw how long it took for Tudor to get a sledgehammer right. put to it even though they had a certain amount of money to make changes and that wasn't
0: done until here recently it's, you know the higher-ups, the, the board of trustees, the academic people at Rice, do not want Rice to become Stanford. No. Stanford is the, is the epitome of a balance between academic success and athletic success. The board of trustees at Rice want to be an academic school, an academic institution. That's what they want to be known. That's how they, how they want to be known. The success on the baseball field that they've enjoyed for 18 years is great. And they're happy with that. They're really not concerned with the success on the football field, basketball courts, tennis courts, or track. So they are happy with what they are. They'll be happy to be in Conference USA. They'll be happy competing on that level. And Wildcat is correct. If it means lower Division One, so be it. And if it means not Division One at all, they, there were some folks that be found with that, too.
1: And I don't know how many people actually know this, uh, but at one point when Jim Harbaugh was looking for a college football job, he made inquiries at Rice, and that didn't happen. He was, But he was one of the finalists. I don't know what transpired. Hadn't got an answer on that, but he was one of the finalists, and they just made the decision to go with Todd Graham rather than Jim Harbaugh. And we saw how that worked out. It woke some folks up. Oh, yeah, Todd Graham won his first you know, year, and he ran him off. And that panicked people. But I will never forget the day when the baseball team came back from Omaha with that trophy in hand. There was a look of disparity on uh, some of the academic folks on campus, realizing that it's nothing to be laughed about anymore. Some kind of way, somehow, Coach Graham find a way to win this. We got to figure out a way how to just pedal along rather than move along in the right direction and bring everybody with it. They've gone through two 80s since Bobby May. Hopefully, the next AD will be a balance of the two, not so much uh, of the two that, that just left uh, Del Conte and Greenspan, and have a balance of, of, of the three. Bobby May, a connection with, with Rice, but a go getter like Del Conte and someone that's academically and athletically balanced like Rick Greenspan. Hopefully that happens. We'll I, see. I know that's a tall we'll order. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> but I know that that's, But my gut tells me two things will be out of this next a- A.D. One, he'll have a connection with Rice somewhere or somehow. The other will be that the A.D. will be chosen not from the public school, from the state
0: school, but from the private school. Love about Rice. That's the year of Wick. We're going to wrap it up Talking about U of H in, in my school Is that going to be a long, it's not a long, long It won't be long won't be long discussion No I
1: mean we can
0: I no, 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 It won't be a long discussion No 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 Okay But a few days ago They announced that uh, One of the football games One of the remaining two That didn't have a home
1: um, yeah, Will be Permanently or what?
0: The Memphis game October 12th Will be at the BBVA Conference Stadium on uh, 11 a.m. Saturday morning kickoff, October 12th. Nice. The Cougars in the
1: stadium at that time. Uh,
0: You know, it's the home of, of the Houston Dynamo, and it's the home of TSU football. They, folks fail to seem to acknowledge, but that's, that's TSU's fault. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, that's true. Y'all that's, play that's there. On there. on my on to y'all play there, so that's on them. So the Cougars will play one game at BBVA. They will also play one game at Rice Stadium. That game November 23rd against Cincinnati. The remaining home games will be at Reliant. That's five home games. You have Southern on August 30th, Rice in the Bayou Bucket on September 21st, then the Battle of the Cougars with a game versus BYU on October 19th, conference game versus USF South Florida on Halloween, October 31st, and then a game against SMU on November 29th. Those five games will all be played at Reliant Stadium. I'm still debating on whether or not I'm going to buy season tickets. Renew my tickets. I probably am going to do so because I'm going to support my school so either, either do that and or support Google Pride or just do Google Pride or so whatever well, I can, how can folks find you sir?
1: You can find me on Twitter blog and YouTube
0: at AKSV the CSR and myself you're truly KG I'm on Twitter at thehr Houston Round Bar com is the website. Houston Round Bar is, is the YouTube channel. The Facebook fan page is Houston Round Bar Review fan page. My sister is talking to me in, to get an, an Instagram account. I don't know nothing about that uh, stuff. That's, it's, that's it's, too much stuff <laughs> for me. and, You know, whatever. It's and log- you and stuff, you what I'm not sure about all that stuff. <laughs> I discovered something else. A, something called kick which is instant messenger and something other kind of thing I'm too old to get into all the other kind of stuff but I'm on Twitter I'm on YouTube I'm on Facebook we'll see what happens what develops as we get closer and closer to basketball season which is my bailiwick the Wildcat covers all of college sports so we'll see what what I do I I got mad for that so thank you as always for listening Tell your friends about the podcast podcasts are also available on on iTunes We'll see about other things in the future as we get closer and closer to uh, the season and Women's Final Four. I heard great things about uh, our Final Four podcast. We had our our colleague and friend Shel Linton as a a guest on discussing women's college basketball. Probably going to try to do more things like that in the future. But as always, in conclusion, be true, be cool, and do more.